Well, open your Bible, open your Bible to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. And our verse we're going to start off today was from Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 28. The title of the message is, A Word for the Weary. And Jesus said, Come unto me, all who are weary. And just for interpretation's sake, we're going to lump weariness, weakness, frailty, being faint-hearted or fainting in your mind, being feeble-minded or being feeble, infirmity, any kind of infirmity, not just in body but in mind, spirit, and in soul today. And we want to come to the Lord. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, come unto me. He's beckoning his church today. He's inviting his church today. He's inviting you as individuals. He's inviting us as families. And he's inviting us corporately to come to him. And may I say before we go any further, in the Old Testament when God spoke, when he spoke to the nation of Israel, while he was speaking to the entire nation, he was speaking to the 12 tribes. And while he was speaking to the 12 tribes, he was speaking as well to his distinguished families and individual members within those families. So a corporate word has an impact for the corporate body as well as it does for individual members. When God wants to speak to us individually today, we need to give an individual response. We need to say, I can do that. And when God gives us a corporate word, we need to respond corporately and say, we can do that. When God spoke to Nehemiah and said, I'm going to enable you, I've given you a vision, Nehemiah spoke to the people and said, the God of heaven has prospered us, we shall arise and build. Guess what the people said? We will arise and build. They responded to the corporate word. So let's get on our hearts today, get in one mind and one accord, that we are going to respond individually as families. We're going to be like Joshua and say, as for me and my house, we're going to obey God. And then what can we do corporately to respond to this word? Jesus is saying, come. Jesus said to the Laodicean church in Revelation 3.20, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door. Many of us have heard the voice, but we haven't opened the door. We've got to hear the word of God. We have to hear the invitation and then respond to his beckoning and invitation. King David of old said in Psalm 27, verse 8, he said, When thou didst say to me, seek my face, David's response was, My heart will say to thee, thy face, O Lord, will I see. Listen, I know that we live in a world we are inundated with noise and nonsense and interference and cares like never before. And we go through our phones and zip thing, click, click, delete, delete, click, 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 delete. We have to get out of that skimming mentality when it comes to the Lord speaking to us so we can hear his voice. And I know the shepherd's rod is here today. The shepherd's staff is here today to speak to us and to lead us and to guide us. And I also want you to know the king's scepter is here to release authority, to release dominion and power into our lives so we can walk in the authority that God's given us. Can we respond to Jesus' saying, come. Let's put them off of 
call waiting. Let's put them off or block this call and respond to the message that God has for us today. So we're going to include weakness and weariness, infirmities, being wavering between two opinions. Wavering means to fall away, to separate oneself. Separating oneself and falling away is the first step to apostasy. We have to respond to what God's speaking to us today with all of our heart. We want to look today and see where we become susceptible to becoming weak. We are all vulnerable to being weak. We're all vulnerable to become weary at times. Listen, we live in a a world that's filled with corruption. This body gets tired. If you make lunch for kids five days a week, I guarantee you're going to get tired. If you change diapers five days a week, seven days a week, you're going to get tired. If you go to work seven days a week, you're going to get tired. If you're in ministry 24-7, you're going to get tired. But we don't have to stay that way. We can come back to the Lord and have our strength renewed in him so we can walk and not be weary and run and not faint. Amen? Let's look at that first thing up there. We can become weary. We become vulnerable to become weary and weak in the midst of well-doing. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, Do not grow weary in well-doing. For in due time we shall reap if we faint not. You realize whenever the Bible says do not, that means that man has a tendency to do that. You ever tell Aiden, babe, don't do that. Guess what he does? He does it. Okay? So, right here we find out, it says don't be weary in well-doing for in due time you can reap if you faint not. We can become susceptible. Things are going well. You're praying. You're working hard. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're going to church. But sometimes you become weary in the middle of that because your due season and God's due season are out of season. And you have to get strengthened by God's power to sustain you, attaining to all the wealth, attaining to all the perseverance and patience to endure, to maintain that, lest you be weary and quit and raise the right flag before your due season comes. The second time or the second event or the second season that you can become susceptible to becoming weak, open your Bible to 2 Samuel chapter 23 is in the midst of battle. 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 10. Speaking about one of David's mighty men. His name was Eliezer. And you would think if he was David's one of mighty men, he would never get weary or never grow tired. But look at what it says. Speaking about Eliezer, who his name means, God is my help. Even Eliezer recognized in a time of weakness, that was a time when God's strength could be perfected and matured and developed. Look at what it says. He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary. And his hand clave unto the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only to the spoil. That's almost a contradiction there. Is, is, is the writer inspired by the Holy Spirit making a mistake? It says in one hand, his hand was weary 
but on the other hand, his hand grasped or clave unto the sword. The sword being representative or a type of the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And in the middle of the battle, when your hand is weary, when your hand is growing tired, you're susceptible to letting go of God's word and loosening your grip on that which you need to take for your own possession and hold on to it. That's why Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says, hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering because he who promised is faithful. So when we're in the middle of the battle, what battle are you in today? Are you growing weary today? Are you tempted to let go of your grip? See, when we get tired like that, we are susceptible to leaving instead of cleaving. We are susceptible to stray instead of say. We are susceptible to fold instead of having done all a thing and hold fast to that which God has given us. So we have to understand, we need to go to the Lord and say, Lord, teach me about your wisdom. Teach me how to stay in the fight and not quit. And the Lord promises to do that. The third area that I want to look at today about where we become susceptible, turn to your Bible to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. We become vulnerable and susceptible to become weak and weary when we look at ourselves in our own sight. Let me ask you a question today. How does God see you? He sees you as his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he has prepared ahead of time. He sees you as calling you by his name. He sees you as the redeemed of the Lord. He sees you as a prayer warrior. He sees you as a faithful husband or a faithful wife. He sees you as a young person who has the call of God upon their life. We have to begin to see ourselves as God sees us lest we become weak and weary in our own sight. Look at what it says in Numbers chapter 13, verse 31. The setting here is Moses had given a command to Joshua and Caleb and 10 other folks to go out and spy the land. And they were to go look and see the land, whether it was strong or weak. The people that were in the land, whether it was good or plenty or weak and barren. And they came back. And it says this in verse 31. But the men that went up with him, talking about the ten spies, said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And there we saw that the giants, the son of Enoch, which came of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. You have to remember, God promised to Abraham hundreds of years before that they would go into a land that was flowing with milk and honey and they were to inherit it and possess it and dwell in the land and they were to dispossess and drive out all of their enemies. God gave a command to Joshua and Caleb and said, look, and 10 other spies and said, go into the land and spy out the land. They came back. Joshua and Caleb's first response is, it's a good land flowing with milk and honey. 
we will arise and go up and possess the land. We can do that. Then there were 10 others and said, um, I'm not so sure the fortresses are big and tall and the walls are big and tall and there's giants in the land and we're, we're weak in their sight and we're as grasshoppers in our own sight. Not only that, we're grasshoppers in their sight. They exalted what they saw above the knowledge and the promise of God. We sang that song, His Promise Still Stands. All the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. All of his promises concerning our house individually and our house corporately here at Grace Chapel is yes and amen. And when, when God sent the spies out to spy out the land, they were about, about to embark and to possess the land. But somehow weakness and weariness crept in. But do you know that when you are on the verge of possessing what God has for you, you have to look at the promise to be exalted over what you see in the natural. Because you're not on the verge of backing up, you're on the verge of breakthrough. You're on the brink of breakthrough. You're on the threshold of triumph and possessing what God has for you. But that's why we have to hold on to the promises of God, lest we become weak and weary in their own sight. What has God been speaking to you about the call of God? What has God been speaking to you as a young person, a husband or a wife, a parent of children? Maybe you've become weary in well-doing. Maybe you've become weary in, in the midst of the fight. And maybe your image of yourself, of who you are before what God has for you, you become weary and weak in that. But I'm here to tell you today, the Lord is here to sustain you and to strengthen you and to uphold you and to lift you up in a way that you've not even known before. He wants us to come to know him on such a deep and intimate basis that we, each of us, have to have an encounter like Peter did on the road to Caesarea Philippi. When Jesus was on that road, on the, on the way to Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples that followed him, and he said, Whom do men say that I am? And some said, Thou art John the Baptist. Some say, Thou art Elias. Others say, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he asked them again, But who do you say that I am? And then Peter spoke up and said, Thou art the Christ. Thou art the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Now we have to get a revelation of who the living Christ is in our life. Not based upon what Pastor said, what Mama said, or Daddy said, or what some other preacher said, but whom do you say that he is? Psalm 91 says, I will say of the Lord, thou art my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Somebody has to make their boast in the Lord when you're in the midst of the battle because only talking about the Lord's strength is going to enable you to hold on and cleave onto his word of God. The enemy wants to strip you of your confession, I want to tell you today. Somebody. God is speaking to today to open your eyes and to see the Lord as never, ever before. How can that happen? Only by the power of the Holy Spirit. Only by the Spirit of God opening the eyes of our understanding 
and shedding his light on our spirit so that we can see and behold the beauty of the Lord as never, ever before. Notice this. They were about to embark on the promise that God gave them. You're standing on the peripheral. You're standing on the brink of getting into the fulfillment of what God has promised for you. We're doing that today as individuals and as a local church. Pastor Brian, I believe that with all my heart. Have there been times to grow weary in well-doing? Absolutely there has. But we will not grow weary in well-doing because God is sustaining us and upholding us by the hand of his, of his power. How about you and the family? Are you growing weary in well-doing? Have you been growing tired in the midst of the battle? Now is not the time to quit. God has not given us the authority to raise the white flag and surrender. He's given us the authority to stand and having done all to stand, stand firm therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, hallelujah. So whenever God speaks to Joshua, and he spoke to Joshua in chapter one, verse nine, he said, be strong and courageous. Be strong and of good courage. Don't be fearful. Don't be dismayed. Don't be disheartened. Don't be faint hearted. I will be with you always until the end of time. Wherever you go, that's where the presence of God's going to go. This morning, God wants to touch our lives so we leave this place. Listen, going to church on a daily basis and standing in the gap and praying and eating God's word and coming together corporately and celebrating God's presence is the most fulfilling, rewarding thing that there is that God has put on the face of this earth to enjoy his presence. And he wants to change that for us as a body. He wants to bring you into a deeper relationship with him that you've never seen before. And you see it out there about prayer. You see it out there about the word of God. You see it out there about being a better husband. You see it out there about being a better wife or a better, a better son or a better daughter. You see it out there about being a better uh, employee on your place on the job. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you don't have a, a clear calling of what God wants to speak to you. That's what the Lord's trying to tell you today. He has something specifically designed for you. What do you see yourself doing today? There's two things that God promised in each of those things. He promised that his presence would always be there and he promised that his power would always be there. I want to help us this morning understand the power of God and how it sustains you. Open up your Bible to Ephesians chapter 1 this morning. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians chapter 1. What power is available to you today to strengthen you and to sustain you during well-doing? What power is there available you today to be strengthening you today in the midst of the battle to hold on to the sword? Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 17. And he said, I pray that your eyes be opened or that your eyes be enlightened and flooded with light so that you could know the hope of your calling. You could know the exceeding greatness of his power towards you who believe. And you could know what are the glorious riches of his inheritance in the saints. What power is it say there in verse 19 and 20? The power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead. 
if Jesus said upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, what kind of a church is that going to be? It's going to be a victorious church. It's going to be a triumphant church. It's going to be a church that is clothed with the garments of praise. Hallelujah to God. Anybody here part of that number? Amen. Anybody here? So look, that power is available to you. He said, I promised for your eyes to be enlightened and flooded with light so you could know that. Hallelujah. The second thing he wants to do is he wants you to give a revelation of who he is in his presence and his power. Not only just his power, but the presence of God that will lead you. In the Old Testament, the presence of God was led by a pillar of a fire by night and a pillar of a cloud by day. And during the daytime, when the cloud got up, the cloud left. If it was one day, they left that same day. If it stayed for a week, they stayed for a week, and then they left. God said he would never leave us nor forsake us. He wants to follow us with his presence. But his presence, thank God for his corporate presence here when we gather in the church for the praise and worship and the preaching of the gospel. But there's a secret place that you have that only has your name on it. Did you know that? A secret place with your name on it where the door of the Lord wants to be open for you to have a private, intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus. We have to come aside from the busyness and the activity of the daily affairs of everyday life and hear the voice of the Lord to see what God ha would have us to do and what he would have us to say. Today, I don't believe the Lord wants us to leave this place the same way we came in. I don't want to be connecting the dots from mediocrity to whole hum, whole drum, mundane Christian walk of living. He wants us to go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and from strength to strength. I want to close with this this morning. Pastor Mark, would you come up this morning? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do we have that scripture up there this morning from Isaiah? There you go. Turn to Isaiah chapter 40. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 40. It's nice to see some pages turning out there. Isaiah the prophet said, have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God? The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Listen to me this morning, family of God. Listen to me, my brothers and sisters. Listen to me. The same Lamb of God that was slain from the foundations of the world. The same Lamb of God that was stuck in a thicket. When Abraham said, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord shall provide, is the same Lamb of God who came and took away the sins of the world. 
It's that same Lamb of God that will rule and reign forever. Hallelujah. It's the everlasting God that's going to sustain us. There's things that cause us to grow weary. There's things that cause us to faint. There's a corrupting influence that wants to strangle and choke out that which God desires to do in our lives. But we have to realize the only antidote is the Lord Jesus. There is a bomb in Gilead. There is a great physician there. And his name is the Lord. Hallelujah. The same God that spoke to Joshua by the mouth of Moses. And Moses was a faithful son. A faithful servant in the house of God. Jesus became a faithful son over the house of God whose house we are. Joshua's name in the Old Testament means God is salvation. Jesus' name means God is salvation. And if Moses was called, appointed, and anointed to bring the children of Israel into their inheritance in the Old Testament. How much more is the Lord Jesus by his calling, by his appointment, by his office, by his seated position at the right hand of the throne of the majesty on high. How much more is he able and faithful to bring us into our inheritance through his son and through his shed blood. Amen.